What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of PogRx. I am your host, Gamer Doc. We have another invigorating, enlightening, hopefully entertaining show for you today. Try and keep these under 30 minutes. When I am going through my podcast, you know, I have my podcast that I listen to. I love Radio Lab, Gary V Audio Experience, some other business of esports. I look at the show time, and if anything's over like 40 minutes, even 36 minutes, I'm like, nah, I'm good. So I'm trying to keep these episodes short because, you know, we don't have, a lot of us don't have 45 minutes to spend on one thing. Or, you know, I'm like driving to the gym and it takes me 20 minutes. So 20 minute episodes are so perfect for me. So hopefully I keep this short. And how I'm not going to keep this short is by talking about how I'm going to keep this short. So let's just move on right from that. Today's topic in our intro is finding what sets you apart. Finding what makes you successful, right? So we're on this journey, hopefully if, if, you've, wa- if you've listened to all episodes, all 16 episodes, you're, we're on this journey of introspection together of taking a step back, looking at ourselves instead of the people around us, finding joy from within, being able to see what makes us tick, right? If you are not on this journey of self-introspection with me, then go back to episode one and listen. Come on. Come on. It's like, well, this is like Rick and Morty where the episodes don't seem like they're related, but over the course of the season, there are related topics. So once you've found out, once you're on this journey of self, self-awareness and, you, and you've realized what brings you joy, now I want you to think about what sets you apart. What makes you better for that job or that role or that spot than everybody else. And I'm telling you right now, those things exist. For those of you like, oh, I don't know, like, I don't have something. You do have something. You do have something. And if you haven't figured it out yet, you can figure it out. I want you to think about the times in life when you've absolutely crushed it, right? The times in life when you have just blown expectations out of the, out of the water. And if, if that's hard for you to find, then I want you to think about the times when you really enjoyed doing what you were doing and you found some aspect of success, some avenue of success. Now, I want you to go back to that time and I want you to think about it. And I want you to think about what that project was or what that goal was or what you were doing to make you so successful. And I know this is really hard, right? This is a hard concept. So I'm going to try and use examples as much as possible. Um, But it's really important to go back and find that because success leaves clues, right? Success leaves clues. In the words of Coach Taylor, one of our wonderful former guests and hopefully a future guest, success leaves clues. Why were you successful? What clues can you find along the way? And oftentimes you're going to find that that project or that job or that role really fit into what you were good at. And for me, right, for me, let me use this example. I am good because I am passionate. I am very passionate about things. Some things, right? So I really care about one or two things and I will put all of my time and all of my energy and all of my commitment into those one or two things and the rest of things I don't care about. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not wasting my energy on those things. I'm able to hyper-focus on one or two things and make that project better than other people can, right? And that's For me, if I look back at all the times in life when I was very successful, it is because I looked at the clues, right? I figured out what that means, right? I figured out what makes me successful. So 
I'm going to use other people's examples because I, I feel like this is a, a harder concept to grasp. So I have one friend who is really good at logistics, right? Just, just crushes it when it comes, I actually have two friends like this, crushes it when it comes to logistics. If we need to execute on something, they have figured out all the steps along the way and all the steps that I haven't thought about and they've already done them. And they've thought about the little things that no one else thinks about, right? I've got another friend who's really emotionally intelligent. So she can, she knows the motivations, the inner thoughts of people when she talks to them, even if they don't know it. Okay, so we've got three wildly different humans. The situations where they succeed in are going to be different, but that's based on how well they know themselves. So if you're really into logistics, if you're a logistics person where, you know, A, B, C, D, you can figure that out easily, focus on the to-do lists, right? Everything you need to do this week, logistics it, logistic guys it. I want you to put that same energy and thought that you put into planning your, your buddy's birthday party or the menu for the dinner party you're going to have. Put that same thought and effort into your week. What are, the, what are the things you need to accomplish that week? Write it out. Make a logistics list. Write it out. Do it. Right? Every hour. Do it. Logistics. Focus on the logistics. That's what makes you better. If you're someone who's really emotionally intelligent, right? you're really attuned to the emotion, thoughts, and feelings of others, use that. Use that. If you're working in a team environment, figure out what motivates the people around you. Figure out what their thoughts and desires are and use that to be a better teammate. Use that to be a better coworker, right? Because if, if you help them realize those things, it's gonna be easier for you to work together. It's gonna be easier for them to trust you and for you, and, and trust is where success comes from, right? It's just coming from a team where you trust each other. For me, as someone who, whose, whose primary skill, I don't know if it's a skill, is to be passionate about one or two things, I have to only be working on one or two things. I can't have a day where I switch from this to this to this to this, right? Because I'll be distracted and I won't be able to hyper-focus and really get that passion in. So I separate my days based on things I'm going to do. So Wednesday is my nonprofit day, right? So on Wednesdays, I'm hyper-focused on my nonprofit and getting all the things done that need to be done on that day. And I crush it. I do. I do. I do a week's worth of work in a day because I know that's how I set myself up for success. If I tried to split that up between five days, I would be useless. So I want you to find the things that you are good at, right? That's the conversation you need to start having. Find the things you are good at, find the things where you really succeed and excel, and then start thinking about how you can use those strengths in everyday life. It's like if you are physically strong, how can you use that in your in your day-to-day -day life? How can you use that to your advantage, right? Same thing, you carry more groceries. You can lift up cars, throw them at people. I don't, I don't know. So that's it. That's what I want you guys to think about today. I know it's hard and like just write it down. Write it down and think about it later because I know that when we move on from one topic and then we move on to the next topic and all of a sudden you're thinking about what the guest is saying and you've forgotten what happened in the intro, just write it down if it, if it resonates with you even a little bit. Because adult learning, self-motivated learning is what separates the people who are here from the people who are here. And if you are this far into these podcasts, you are here. All right? 
So that's it. Uh, now it is time for our PogRx. Every show we try and give you two things that will make you better at video gaming that you can work on today. Uh, one from the guest and one from me. So here it is, my PogRx for today's episode. If you want to be good, no matter what your title is, you should be training your aim. AimLab is a remarkable and free tool that trains your aim and provides you with constant feedback. So check it out on Steam. Put in 15 minutes three times a week for two weeks and see how well your play improves. There it is. One thing you can do to make yourself better at video gaming. Let's go. Let's just jump right into it to our guest. We have Martina Chubrich. I practiced that last name a bunch of times. She is the sports psychologist for Mad Lions. Has been there for almost four years. Is a brilliant human isn't super active on social media, is more like quietly crushing it. So if you haven't heard of her now, you have and you will never forget her. Welcome to our guest. Martina, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Doing really well. I'm in uh, my favorite country, Spain and Madrid. And now the lights is already off, but that's uh, the unfamiliar, the not so familiar and the common situation here. Love yeah. the sun here. I feel like if you're involved in esports, you have to get used to taking calls at really weird times of the day, like early in the morning, late at night. That's when you're talking to the other time zones. Yeah, weird timings, but yeah, what's there in esports that you don't have to adapt to? Right? Wow. Wow. What an excellent sports psychology segue. Uh, <laughs> you're just you're living it. I love it. I love it. So, okay, that's a great transition. How do you... Martina Chubrich, make video gamers better. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How do I make video games better? Mm -hmm. Video gamers. Gamers, uh -huh, like gamers, uh -huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, okay, so here's the most uh, cliche answer <laughs> psychologists could give you ever. They make themselves better. Oh my god, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not a joke, uh -huh. but yeah, uh, let, let's bring it. Uh, let's bring it to the to the practical. So, so that people excited. Understand. <laughs> let's do it. Let's bring it. <laughs> people are. You wanted <laughs> cliches. You wanted segues. <laughs> so here you have them. Um, so yeah, here uh, um, in, my, in Mad Lions, I've been working for past, well, let's say three years uh, so far. And mm -hmm. uh, my roles and responsibilities have grown over time. Let's say that uh, the most common way that, uh, that we work are through basic one-on-ones, uh, through some group sessions, 
and then there's a lot of culture setting uh, team building activities that we do uh, again if you want to go like in an individual level uh, this is very like player specific so very common topics uh, are things such as uh, activate control of activation uh, like awareness in general where you add where you when you play, how does it differ from scrims to official games? Mm. How do you actually know that you're nervous? Uh, what are nerves? Are they bad? <laughs> what is pressure? Stuff that is very common, especially with rookies that I've had a lot of experience working with. Um, then in group sessions, um, definitely one thing that helps a lot are having these let's come on the same page sessions, uh, which I call like more sharing activities in which we... Uh, find a common goal we set some expectations when it comes to behaviors not results although results always get mentioned and uh, yeah we just find uh, common behaviors that we'd like to agree upon that constitute success mm -hmm. for us so bringing people together in that sense and forming good uh, bonds in a, in a team yeah let's say that would be two most common ones but that's a very uh, basic kind of wide answer that can go into much more detail i i that's that's a lot of things i just took so many secret quiet notes because of the clack of the keyboard i think what's hard for sometimes for a lot of people is i've been talking to recently you know amateur coaches or collegiate coaches and they get it right they get that they have to empower their players to you know have this self-directed learning they, they want to empower their players to seek feedback they want players to want to make themselves better but sometimes inspiring that motivation is hard right like getting someone who has done the same thing the same way their whole life and it's got them to mad lions right it's gotten them to this successful organization how do you get them to realize that they can be better and they can they can make themselves better right isn't that that's the hardest thing in my mind that's the trick right <laughs> that's the thing you need to the first hurdle you need mm -hmm. to jump uh, for sure so first thing is before this all happens we've already done the work by mm -hmm. recruiting the people who are actually open to do this and i let me uh just state that this is the most common mistake in all of the organizations that don't just take enough care of recruitment. Uh, so you already maybe failed <laughs> by the time you reach the player, um, but there is hope. Was, like, <laughs> um, if you have a good staff uh, behind, uh, so when it comes to motivation, again, it's, it's pretty individual, but you just need to see what makes your player tick. Mm -hmm. Right? So. Firstly, let's say that all of the players who, who come in Mad Lions already have some kind of a sign of growth mindset or some kind of awareness of what's going on outside of game. So our job is already made easier at the very beginning, uh, mm -hmm. more so with each uh, roster, new roster that we build, because we learn more about recruitment and you know who's more compatible with who and uh, what kind of players do we like. Hmm. Next step, kind of in learning, like what does uh, make player tick, is basically having this conversation, which usually end up in you want to be the best. All right, um, what constitutes a best player for you? Um, and then going deeper and deeper and just asking more questions and creating mm -hmm. a whole structure and the mind map over, <clears throat> like, okay, where do we start from? Okay, we have a lot of topics all of a sudden to work on, and uh, and then just like ticking the boxes ticking them like 20,000 times probably but uh, 
as long as these conversations are up in the air, uh, one most common strategy that we use is leading by example. Mm -hmm. So we do what we preach. And mm -hmm. when I say we always prefer to the performance group we have in Alliance, which constitutes of Jake, uh, Luis and myself. And uh, we really like to, you know, walk the walk with them. Uh, we like to include the coaches as well. When a coach does something, all of a sudden you're more motivated to do so. Because if a coach says that this matters, I mean, he's more authority than I will ever be. And I will accept that and encourage that even so. Um, so definitely that's another strategy of like having coaches on it. What else? Uh, I mean, you can go more on a kind of contract professional uh, view on that. I want to circle back. I want to circle back to the first thing you said, because I, before we move past it, I want to, um, like what makes players tick? And if you look at that globally, superficially, it seems like it's all the same, right? They want to, they want to win worlds, right? They want to win ma the major. They want, they want to beat all the other teams and, and win, but it's like, okay, why do they want to win? What are, what are their steps along the way? So, so if you ask them, how are you going to win? How are you going to get there? How are you going to get to worlds? That's when things I feel like really differ when you have to tease out those things. And that's why it's so cool to talk to someone like you who, who, who gets it, who gets those nuances and those differences. So when you work with esports athletes, when you work with these players, what makes them tick? Let's think of examples that I had recently. Yeah. I mean, competition sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's not even winning. Mm -hmm. Like one thing that I find most in common with athletes and, and gamers is yes. competition. Yes. They love to compete, mm -hmm. but they love it with all their bodies, right? And then, of course, they like to win. But it's just the excitement that it brings them to, you know, to have a chance to fight the best is just on another level, right? So they like to do it also in higher quality, mm -hmm. you know? So again it's that for sure that's one of the reasons there are many people who are more that are incoming that makes me very happy that have this what we're always trying to tease out which is this altruistic human approach of i want to be a good example you know mm -hmm. i want to influence the next yeah. generations uh which is also part of are pushing them in that direction. You're very important. <laughs> Whatever you say on social media is very important. <laughs> Please don't, uh, how do you say this? Uh, Put your foot like in your write, mouth. Yeah, or like or write about how you haven't slept and be proud of that. Right. That's yeah. just not where we want, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to, to lead the, the efforts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like having these overarching topics that uh, you can think of as a purpose mm -hmm. is something that really helps because then whenever you see, you know, a player being down or low on energy or, you know, in a rut or something like that, you just need to say a word and remind them. Mm -hmm. And this stems from the conversations that you develop around these purposes and that they just click and they, uh -huh, okay, let's rewind, you know, mm -hmm. let's get back here because oftentimes they cling to small details that just, you know, ruin their days maybe. Yep. and of ruining one day they're ruining weeks or months um, and this is why performance staff is here to be also a reminder of, of many things we're like i like to call them living reminders yep. you know i walk out walk in the room and all of a sudden everyone is more aware you know like of their talking of what uh, 
it happens and as of recently which makes me very happy even when i'm not there they mention stuff that we talk about which is whole another level mm -hmm. <laughs> it took time to get and reach that i i love that you said like c compete right and and that's what so many pe competitors understand that right like i'm a competitor i love competing i love competing in anything we're doing it doesn't matter if it's you know league of legends football or eating right like i want i want to compete and winning is fun but it, it is that competition and it is that journey that you know that that is the, the fun thing that's where you get the dopamine from like that's where you get the, the the good energy from and so i see that so often in esports athletes but sometimes they don't see it in themselves right sometimes they don't recognize that is what they're getting the energy and drive from because like the there's such an emphasis from sometimes coaching staff sometimes higher ups on the winning and losing that the players focus shifts from the competing to the winning and then not only are they not focusing on the thing that brings them more joy now they're holding themselves to a standard that they didn't normally hold themselves to a standard of so sure. i just yeah. i love that they brought that up yeah and it's a narrative like if you think about it mm -hmm. I call them monothematical lunches, which is like you sit for a lunch with a team and the only topic you talk about is League of Legends, <laughs> right? Or the only thing you talk about is like, I don't know, best players and what they're doing, but it's monothematical. Yeah. So again, performance stuff changes the narrative uh -huh. a little bit. We put focuses on different stuff. We catch them as they're speaking and what and how they're saying it. Sometimes it can be a little bit annoying, but we try to be <laughs> selective, let's say. But there is a, a strong narrative that sometimes leads you down mm -hmm. instead of like maintaining you up there or taking you higher, empowering you. So we're really trying to input in like daily talk, mm -hmm. performance stuff. You know, how have you slept today? Give importance to that. Not like, I don't know. Um, what time do you want to play today? Right, yeah. What time did you solo um, queue to last night? Yeah, yeah which which is fair. Like a coach and usual people who people who are invested in in-game, that's their focus, mm -hmm. right? So if performance staff is not there, let's say, then the coach needs to have double role, mm -hmm. which doesn't help, right? But this is getting into a whole another story, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I have, I have one last question for you. Um, I was reading an article that you were quoted in from May of this year during my extensive internet stock uh, and you said one of the important one of the most important parts of, of working with an esports team is is building resilience building resilience what does that mean <laughs> okay building resilience on an example of playing in a league and losing and losing again mm -hmm. and losing more screaming and losing and playing official games is literally finding value in losing mm -hmm. finding value in what you're basically doing if people players are not resilient not only that they will feel miserable lose but they will also waste time mm -hmm. and you can't afford yourself to waste time in esports mm -hmm. right so you better find a way to change and shift perspective over what losses me for example how do you approach them and i can even say that accepting sometimes those losses can lead to sudden shifts and 
take you somewhere else, but uh, no scientific uh, research on that, so I can't claim that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, definitely it helps that acceptance. Uh, so resilience can also be basically being in uncomfortable or different, which is equals in uncomfortable mm. most time in, in gamers situations and not complaining or like doing best with what uh, with like i say cards you're given you know like we can't forever be playing from our home from our perfect setup with our perfect mouse on the perfect screen and on the perfect chair and everything we're going to go on tournaments yeah you don't know what the chair is going to be the screen is going to be anything is going to be the lights the people the cameras in your face Dude, you can get mad if I walk behind the screen, uh, which I do on purpose many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So building resilience in that sense that they're adaptable is really important and it will be most important at the times that you can't prepare when you know that it will happen. Because resilience takes time to build. Yeah. So we take different methods, very out of ordinary methods, to build resilience from different perspectives so that they can actually apply it when it matters the most. And that's when they're at the big stage, which they all want to be, but yeah. they actually don't know what it constitutes, which is completely getting, leaving your comfort um, and finding solace and finding entertainment and excitement in something new. Yeah, I love that. I think that can be applied to so many other areas of life too, outside of esports and I think that's one of the cool things about involving performance coaches and involving sports psychologists and everyone in this process is because yes you're making your players better but you're also setting them up for success later in life right you're like investing in their future so when I first started on social media the way that I was going to get my name out there was I put notifications on to the top streamers and every time they would tweet if it was vaguely medical I would like reply right mm -hmm. and someone one time commented like Three weeks in, he was like, dude, and, and this is when I still had a, an icon and no one knew I was a lady. And so they were like, dude, I get it. Your information is good, but posting every day is cringy on like I was I was responding to Ninja's posts and like like I found value in that. I was like, oh, my God, even if even if I believe in what I'm doing, even if I think I'm doing the right thing, that little piece of information is really helpful. Right. So I was like, OK, let's do it once a week with this guy. So I got to follow more streamers, more people and spread it around instead of just like every day on the same. And, and, and I found value. And so I feel like that's it's just it can be applied to so many areas of life. Yeah. Yeah. But that means that you're open for feedback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the hardest thing. Wow. Oh, yeah. We, we got to have we got to have you on again because I will open for feedback is a whole nother topic. But OK, so very last question. I said the last one was the last question, but I lied. Um, you, you know, the name of the show is PogRx. Uh, so let's pretend like you have a prescription pad in front of you. This is not medical advice. And you're going to write on it one thing that people can do tonight to make them better at video gaming tomorrow. One thing. What are you going to write on the prescription pad? I know it's hard for you. I mean, the first and the easiest, and yeah, I can't get tired of repeating this, is shutting your PC at least one hour before you go to sleep. <laughs> I keep repeating that. And yep. It's like in a washing machine, and it's never enough of repeating that. Like, yep. sleep is the single 
most impactful aspect of our life mm -hmm. for everything. It impacts every single cell in our body for mm -hmm. everything we do in life it makes it better and the same thing goes for if you screw it up it completely distracts your body and every single cell in your body and doesn't help you yep. in anything so completely sleep agree. guys and sleep properly <laughs> sleep properly i've been really really busy the past couple of weeks and i haven't had time to play video games and i love video games it's what I love so I've been playing them when I'm done with my work day but my work day has been ending at like 11 p.m. and so the past couple nights I've just slept like absolute trash because I've been playing League of Legends to 15 minutes until I go to bed and it's like I want to get that time in I want to get that in but I I wake up an hour later in the morning because I'm like not going to bed early and I'm wasting that most productive hour in the morning so it's like just reframing and realizing that even if it feels right in the short term, it's wrong in the long term. So, for sure. For sure. That's so correct. Well, yep. you are amazing. Uh, so your Twitter handle has been below you this whole time, but is there anything else you want to call attention to? Anything that you want people to check out? The floor is yours. Oh, you're always giving me like one thing. You know, I can't say only one thing. <laughs> it's so hard. I'm so sorry. I don't know. People, take care of people. That's all I can say. Yeah. Like, check in on your, your friends, your, your family, your people, and just, like, do good things, and good things will come back. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I've been thinking so much about that. You, you got to come on the show, like, very soon, because I want to talk about so many other things now. Um, <laughs> right. You are the best. Yeah. Yes. You are the best. Thank you so much for being here, and have a wonderful, wonderful week. Can we talk about how perfect it is that the guest after the sleep psychologist gave the recommendation to pay more attention to your sleep? Everything is connected. Everything that we are talking about is connected. If you are better at sleep, you're going to be more resilient, right? If you are more resilient, you're going to be able to exercise more. If you're exercising more, you're going to eat healthier. Everything is connected. You don't have to do all of the things we're talking about. Just focus on one. Focus on one and let the rest of these just kind of chill in your brain in the milieu of your thoughts because they'll they will chain together naturally once you focus on one thing make one small change you set that precedent in your mind and in your schedule that this change is meaningful and once you start to make meaningful change more meaningful change follows it literally just starts with one thing it just starts with one thing all right this has been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening for this long. We will see you at the next one. Have a happy and a healthy week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this show. For more information, follow GamerDoc on Twitter at GamerDoc underscore. And please remember, nothing in this video is medical advice. Yes, I am a doctor. And yes, you may need help. But this is the internet. And this is for entertainment and informational purposes only. Thank you and have a very nice day.